Welcome to the Reboot Podcast. We are so glad you're here. Welcome, everybody, to another Reboot Podcast Extra. My name is Andy Chrisinger. I'm the Director of Coaching here at Reboot. And today I'm here with my colleague and friend, Courtney Joyce. Courtney, it's good to be with you. It's good to be here. Courtney is a coach and also the director of our assessments program. And the reason Courtney is here with me today is we want to talk a little bit about 360s. If you've listened to many of the Reboot podcasts, or if you've heard Jerry speak or read his book or familiar at all with the work that we do at Reboot, you probably have heard us talk about this term called radical self-inquiry. And really, radical self-inquiry has to do with a kind of deep growth mindset, uh, a recognition that in order to grow and develop as leaders, we need to not just be building skills on top of skills, but we need to be growing up as human beings. And so radical self-inquiry factors into everything that we do at Reboot. It's core to our approach to this work. And one of the really amazing ways that we bring radical self-inquiry work uh, into our work with clients is through 360s. And for years now, 360s have been uh, right there as sort of this add-on service that we do with coaching. Not everybody that works with us gets a 360, but many do. And we found that they are incredibly powerful in supporting folks who want to do that self-inquiry work, who want to grow as leaders. And so we thought, well, let's take a, a few minutes to talk about 360s, to, to share a little bit more about our approach and uh, how we go about this work so that folks who are listening, even if you don't decide to get a Reboot 360, maybe this just puts 360s on your radar as a thing that you might want to pursue in some form or another in your leadership journey. So maybe we can start, Courtney, by just addressing, first of all, what is a 360 review? Yeah, sure. So a 360 review is a review that really looks 360 degrees around someone. So up, maybe that's a manager, or maybe if you're the CEO, that's your board. Across, if you have peer relationships, maybe a mentorship or a friendship, or even down, so your reports. And some people even include skip levels too. So we get feedback from 360 degrees around you, and we interview and survey the people that are close to you. Typically, we do about a dozen people. And this allows us to get a complete picture of what's happening for you in this organization at this time. Yeah, and I think the key word there is feedback, right? It's, it's what's happening in the organization around you as seen and felt and perceived by the people that you're impacting through your leadership. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's not a review like a performance review would be. It's really a review of the impact that you're having on the system around you. Correct. You can you can have a thought or an intention for how you're showing up, but maybe you don't have a full picture of how that's actually being received on the other side. So the goal is with the 360 to unpack that and make that more clear. So maybe you can say a word or two about how we at Reboot approach 360s, because there's lots of different approaches. We won't go into all of them, but how do we do it? So the reboot approach to 360s is what I would call qualitative or maybe even bottoms up. Some might approach it more quantitatively. They maybe have leadership categories that they're working with, or they're even putting a numeric rating on things. But we ask open questions. It's 
might be similar to what you would consider a journalistic approach. We're leading with curiosity. We are really trying to understand what is the story that is emerging here? What is actually Mm -hmm. happening for this person? And the bottoms up approach is that we then sit down with all of this information. After we ask these open questions, we make sense of the information that's provided. We analyze the information and then put it into themes that are easy to digest and process. Maybe a lot of people are talking about communication as an issue. And we put that into a theme and a theme title that somebody can easily digest and understand. And as you mentioned before, we also believe that 360s are best employed with the support of a coach and a coaching relationship. We have found that 360s, there's a lot of nuance to them. And Mm. a lot of times people's strengths show up on the other hand, as weaknesses. So it's really helpful to have a coach help you through that because sometimes it isn't as simple as starting or stopping a behavior. Something that's showing up really strong or maybe is a superpower of someone also shows up on a shadow side over on the weaknesses. So having a coach to help work through that is enormously helpful. Yeah, I love that you brought in the aspect of nuance. I think that's so important here. And one of the reasons why I've always appreciated the qualitative approach uh, to 360s as opposed to say the numeric scoring against a a set of categories is that um, these human systems that leaders operate in are really complex. And sometimes you'll hear your board saying you need to do X, Y, Z and your team saying something that's maybe the opposite. And that's hard to work with if all you're looking at is a, you know, a, a, a sheet with numeric, you know, numeric grades on capacities. But with the help of a coach to dive into something like that, to pick it apart, to then then put the onus really back on the client to say, what do you want to do here? You get to choose. You have some agency. How do we want to navigate this? So powerful. Right. And the contextual conversation in that we've seen this a lot where maybe the board will say, you're not being assertive enough. And then the leadership team is saying they're too assertive. And like you said, that can be confusing, but then that's a great conversation to have with your coach to say, why am I showing up this way in one environment and not another? Yeah, context matters, right? And this allows context to be sort of a discussable uh, thing that we might see a little bit clearer through the review and in the conversations. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the short, short answer here is if you've ever really wondered how am I doing or how are people perceiving me, you will, with a 360 review, have that answer. Mm-hmm. So you and I could sit here and geek out about 360s for hours. I know we've done it in the past. We'll probably <laughs> do it again. But rather than do that, we thought it would be great for our listeners to hear from a client. And so we have a conversation that we've recorded with one of your clients, Nick Francis, and we'd love to actually close out this episode uh, hearing from Nick, hearing from someone who's done this and done this multiple times. So let's hear from Nick Francis. So we're really grateful to have Nick Francis with us, uh, one of our clients, to talk a little bit about his experience with Reboot 360s. So Nick, maybe you can... Just start by introducing yourself and who you are, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, thanks, Andy. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Happy to be with you. <laughs> I'm yeah. the co-founder and CEO of a company called Help Scout. We make customer support software 
for small businesses. We have a 125 person distributed team. We've been remote first for more than 10 years now. And uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun along the way. Awesome. And thank you so much again for, for being here today. Um, as you know, we're talking about 360s. And maybe you could start by telling us what first prompted you to want to do a 360 review. Well, I think as a company grows, it becomes more challenging for a CEO to get great feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, the power dynamics shift and sometimes beneath your feet in ways that you're not quite aware of until you've had to learn the hard way. Uh, mm -hmm. So I found that in my work with Courtney, it just became clear that I wanted more feedback on how I could grow as a CEO. I'm managing a company at this stage for the first time. The learning curve is steep. That's why I'm an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. but I want to be able to see around corners better and a 360 and repeating the 360 process on an annual basis has been a game changer for me personally and has just given me a roadmap to work towards. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate what you shared there as well, that you've actually done multiple 360s, not just one. And so, I'm addicted, uh, Andy. I can't yeah, get Yeah, you're, you're addicted. Um, and maybe you could talk a little bit about the value of doing it that way, you know, kind of starting with a baseline and then returning to, to the re review after that. Yeah, and I, I think I've learned this across many different facets of a business. It's not always the measure. It's sometimes just the trend that's most yeah. insightful. And mm -hmm. with regard to a 360, we all have our edges, especially as entrepreneurs. I even call them demons, you know, these big challenging parts of our character that have really positive aspects, but, you know, can go negative as well if we're not careful and, and if we don't develop more self-awareness. And so uh, for me, I, I want to know that I'm making marked progress on an annual basis, that the, the trend is moving upwards in terms of my character development and my self-awareness as a CEO in terms of not only the way that I'm working with my fellow leadership uh, colleagues, but also at the board level. I want to, I want the, the real feedback, the tough feedback from mm -hmm. our investors and from people at the board in terms of what they expect for the person in my role and being able to see that trend year over year has just been kind of magic for me. You know, I'm curious, maybe we can get into some more specifics about two, two different perspectives. You know, I, I'm really curious about the growth that you've experienced specifically as you've done these reviews, you know, what have you noticed about yourself and how has that impacted how you show up as a leader? And I'm also interested in what you've seen the impact to be on the rest of the organization as they watched you kind of model this process of a pretty regular steady drumbeat of 360s. You know, what has that done for the rest of the organization for the CEO to do that? You know, one of the mo more powerful things that comes up for me as you ask that question is when you get the 360 back, what's your action plan and how do you share that with your mm -hmm. peers and the people that participated in that process? Courtney encouraged me to share it, right? Share the results with, with all the stakeholders that contributed to the mm -hmm. 360 and then create an action plan and ask those people to hold you accountable. And so in some way, I think it opened up a dialogue that may not have previously existed between myself and a peer where 
they know I'm working on this growth edge, right? I'm working on backing away and maybe not being as involved in certain projects or details. I'm working on that micromanagement piece. At least I, I was, I think I'm doing way better today, but by way of just starting a dialogue and saying, Hey, I'm working on this. I could really use your feedback along the way. I think it just sort of breaks down some of those barriers uh, or power dynamics yeah. that prevent you from getting feedback on an ongoing basis. And so I think it just opened up a dialogue with those stakeholders where I could ask, Hey, how am I doing on this? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that was really powerful. Uh, and just that drumbeat of an annual 360 and the annual getting the feedback and then developing an action plan and then checking in with folks on an ongoing basis as to how I'm performing. That's just great. You know, that that's really helped me. And so that's the most important thing that I've taken from it is just how it opens up the dialogue. I so appreciate you know, the part that you're talking about where it makes the, the, the senior leader or the CEO's growth, a, a shared sort of speakable thing. Like, Hey, I'm working on this and you, and you team member can be an ally in my growth and we can actually talk about it. Uh, I love that aspect of it. What it reminds me of is that sometimes when a leader does a 360, but there's no closing of the loop, it can actually make the the entire situation worse because people might feel like, Hey, I did this thing. I shared openly the feedback, uh, that I was asked to share, but it didn't do anything. It didn't make a difference. And so I think it's incredibly powerful that you've set up kind of, a a, a cadence for returning to these. Uh, I think it communicates something to the organization that, Oh, this matters. This is something that Nick's committed to. And it's a process over time that plays out. It's not just a, a, a box that we all check to say, oh, the leader did a 360 and now we can kind of move on with, with business as usual. So that's really powerful and important. Well, I think that's just it. A 360, is that's why it can't just be, in my opinion, a one-time event. It is an ongoing, engaging feedback loop, right? Where I'm also in my ongoing coaching, you know, revisiting these things on an ongoing basis. I just feel like I'm living with that 360 at all times. And that's how I develop awareness of my edges and mm. learn to confront them in, in an honest and authentic way, but also get support and empathy from my teammates along the way. And, and that's, that's just been so powerful for me. Nick's also had a few people in his organization get 360 reviews as a result of him getting them, which has been uh, fun to see others in the organization step in as well. Yeah, I've seen that across a number of our client organizations where the CEO goes first and it does a number of things. First, it sets a really great example. And it also, uh, I think it can make things feel a bit safer for the rest of the leadership team who may want uh, to have uh, have similar, um, opportunities for growth. I think it, it helps cast it as an opportunity. Okay. We get to do this. This is actually a gift that the organization can give you an investment in your growth. Yeah. And I, I feel the need to, to talk about setting the right expectation. When you mm -hmm. tell a member of your team that you'd like to get a 360 
<laughs> that could go a few different ways, right? But it's important that they do see it exactly that way, Andy, as a gift. Like I want to invest in you being able to see all of your edges so that I can be, I can be a good partner to you and I can help you get where you want to go, right? This is an absolute investment in you that we're making as a company and we want to be committed to your success here. If that's not clear, it can feel like a report card. Right. And we were talking earlier, Courtney and I, about the difference between a 360 review and a, and a kind of inter-organization performance assessment. And they're very different things, right? Yeah. Both important, but serve different purposes. So yeah, you, you don't highlight that use well. A 360 as leverage for some sort of decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. I, I don't, right. At least I don't think that's where it's most powerful. Yeah, we've had board members come to us and say, we want you to do a 360 review on this CEO we're working with because we don't really want him to be the CEO anymore. And it's like, well, that is not the right tool. You're going to, if that really is how you feel, there's a, there's a different way to approach that that may allow you to get to the same result. Right. Yep. Great point. Let's say you were in a conversation with another entrepreneur who is on the fence thinking about, uh, maybe I'm curious about a 360, but I'm not sure. Um, what what advice would you give them uh, to think about evaluating whether it's the right time and, uh, you know, what they might be thinking about in terms of that decision? I'd say that your future in a high growth organization is directly correlated to the velocity of your personal development mm. and growth. <laughs> and you want every possible tool in your toolbox to facilitate that growth. And you want to be able to, as I said before, see around corners, you know, and understand your own edges and understand and develop awareness of, yeah, places where you struggle, you know, uh, conversations that you think went one way that are actually going a totally different way in your organization hmm. and being perceived a totally different way. Hmm. You've got to have visibility into that and you need to treat that process with urgency because mm -hmm. this is about trust. This is about building a trusted relationship with your peers, with your board, with other stakeholders in your business. So getting that feedback early and often is so important because what's playing out in your business from a day-to-day -day standpoint, it plays out no matter what, whether you, get the feedback that you need to develop is your choice, you know? And I, and I think without that feedback, it is going to be really hard to scale with a high growth company as mm -hmm. CEO. Yeah. I'm so glad that you use the word trust in this context, because I think that's so important. And it's one of the ways that these kinds of 360s are different from say a performance assessment, mm -hmm. that this really is about relationships and trust. It's about, the impact of our behavior as leaders on the system around us. It's not even so much about right or wrong, or even about strengths and weaknesses in, in sort of a um, objective sense. It's about trust and the ability for feedback to flow more freely in real time. And this is an instrument that helps us get to that, that place. When people know that you're working on these things, they become part of the solution with you. They become a partner instead of someone that's sitting on the other side of the table. Mm -hmm. 
that makes yeah. all the difference in my experience. Well, many thanks again to Nick Francis for having that conversation with us. And thank you, Courtney, for being here with me and having this conversation about 360s. And if folks are interested in uh, perhaps a Reboot 360, uh, what can they do? So the best thing to do is to go to reboot.io and uh, under services, you'll see 360s and there's a place for you to read more about it. And also, if you're interested, submit a form that will come to us and we can have a conversation and see if it is the right fit for you. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, hope this has been helpful for everyone and uh, great to be with you today. If you enjoyed this episode, go to reboot.io slash podcast to listen to all five seasons of our podcast conversations and leave us a review on iTunes. That's the best way for other people to find and enjoy the show just as you have done. And don't forget to join our mailing list at reboot.io slash sign up so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. Feedback, such a fraught word. For some of us, the word evokes feelings of anxiety and unease, perhaps reminding us of past difficult conversations that have caused pain or damaged relationships. Others of us may hear an overused business buzzword. We've been told for years that feedback is important, that we should be better at giving it and better at receiving it. But what does that really mean? At Reboot, we believe feedback is really about relationships. To be good at giving and receiving feedback is to be good at relating effectively to others at work. In turn, we're able to get things done, make more of an impact in our organizations, and live more fulfilling lives. Join us this September 24th for our next virtual practical skills workshop, Reboot Your Feedback. We'll introduce you to the core feedback concepts and practices that have been foundational to our coaching and group work since Reboot's inception, and give you the tools for implementing these practices yourself. To learn more, register, or apply for a scholarship, head to reboot.io slash feedback.